0: Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Millicent Ravello, and I'm here with my non-turkey gobblered (laughs) co-host, Dr. Jake Halpert.
1: Are you sure about that? I
0: think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think I'm ready. I'm looking at you in profile. You don't don't have a gobbler on you. It's getting there. But in honor of an upcoming holiday, one turkey day, we are talking about turkey gobblers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the poor turkeys <laughs> been, not only are they dinner but they're also going to get like abused for how their necks look i
0: know, the poor things they like, need necklifts. We either gotta like honor their beauty or kill them i don't think we should do both <laughs> uh, they
1: do have they do need necklifts though that's their thing i know i'm telling you i'm, I'm very close uh I see my dad, and I know where this is going. And oh, I'm always yeah. like, "Dad, you know, I can do your neck for you." He's like, "What's wrong with my neck?" <laughs> I'm like, "Nothing. Don't worry." Nothing.
0: About it. It, looks, it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: fine with it. He could give a crap at this point. He's he's out on the golf course. He's got he's good. All all four limbs are moving. He's he's happy. It's gonna be a Thanksgiving dinner without a problem. He's he's a very happy dude.
0: But there are, you know, there are some necks out there that are quite extreme. Now, when we talk about neck lifts, there's certainly a whole range. A lot of times we get the patients that just, you know, they're slowly seeing the signs of early aging, they just want to look a little tighter. They don't like the little bulge under their chin. Like these are these are all neck lifts and they do great. But then you have the patients that come in that have like a gobbler. Yeah, it's 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 big and it's noticeable and you're like, "Ooh, you're about 20 years late for your facelift.
1: It's the truth.
0: That's and that's what that's it is. That's the problem. Isn't and they it? but they always think that, you know, when they're 50 that it's too early to get a facelift. And they're going to wait till like it's worse. That's the wrong answer cuz when you come to me with that turkey gobbler, you've waited way too long to get it done and now we have a much bigger problem on our hands.
1: Yeah, I mean that skin is like an issue and It's
0: a big issue. Yeah.
1: And there's a lot of it and it's redundant and it's hanging and like I have you know, I, I just don't know why you want to wait till it's like hanging over your collar. You know, which is really the truth. Like the, yeah. you know, you button up your collar, put on your tie, and then you know, there's this skin that you know it looks like if you stretch it out, stand at the <laughs> front of the boat, you can sail the Catalina with it. You know, yeah. it's just too it much can, skin.
0: It can be a lot. It can be a lot of extra skin. Yeah. And so a lot of the principles of this neck lift are similar to any other neck lift, but there are a few additional things that we have to take into consideration, and there are a few other things that patients sort of need to know expectation-wise about this surgery.
1: Well, and also I think, you know, the, the take-home message, which I think you've already hit hard, was the don't be late to this operation. Don't, don't wait late. till you have this you know, terrible neck. Well, don't wait till it's their skin hanging over the yeah. clothes and stuff like that. That's not, the time That's not the time to show up for the facelift. Because
0: A, you've already lift. spent you know, 15, 20 years of your life with probably a neck you hated. And B, your results are not gonna be as good um, as if you had just done it when it was not so bad. So there are many reasons why people don't, and I get that, I respect it. But that is, that is the problem is that, you're a little late to your facelift. So this is not someone who's gonna be getting a lunchtime facelift or a weekend facelift or a little mini facelift, no. This is the full shebang. You're getting all the cuts. This is not just your neck. We gotta lift up everything. So these are incisions that are gonna go up in the hairline, above the ear, around the ear, behind the ear, into the hairline, gonna have an incision under the neck. Because there's so much skin. You need all of these cuts to be able to remove all of it. If you try and piecemeal it and just do little tiny incisions, you're not gonna get it. Just quick sidebar, because this is annoying me now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I had a referral a few weeks ago for a lady in her 70s who has this turkey gobbler, and she's been going to Mexico for the past couple of years getting thread lifts. Mm. Bless her heart. Oh, my God. Someone is taking this woman's money and just scamming her. Totally. There is no way on this earth that those threads are going to be able to lift this amount of skin and do anything with it. She's like, yeah, I don't think they're working. like, oh, no, they're not. They're not. They're not. Because you know why? You need a neck lift. You need surgery. You need a knife to remove all that extra skin. So... Just or beware. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is.
1: Yeah, I mean, the threads, I think, are just, they're very temporary.
0: They're temporary. They're not designed to lift massive amounts of skin. These are not anti-gravity devices. These are for people that just have maybe a little bit of extra skin. We're not going to do the thread lift talk right now. That being said, lots of skin. You need some big skin incisions.
1: Yeah, we did hit the thread lifts hard with uh, Kimberly Cates. Yeah. So refer back to the uh, <laughs> the... the princess uh kimberly kate's the podcast about the threads she'll tell you her yeah. experience
0: but this is this is this is a neck lift but it's really it's a full face lift to yeah. be able to to treat it properly and i think that's something that's important to know these necks are not something you can treat in isolation you got to treat the whole face to be able to redrape drape the skin in a way that looks nice and natural and appropriate
1: yeah i mean there's a lot of interest with um I've seen a couple of plastic surgeons who really try to avoid making the incision in front of the ear, you know, basically around the tragus and all that. And I I think that's a, that's noble and valiant. (laughs) And I think it's absolutely completely unnecessary. And I I find it's probably just, you know, kind of, you know, the plastic surgeon trying to please the patient, you know, because the patient's ill-informed, you know, and they don't want to say like, no, it's going to be better if I, if I make this incision, like, it's like, Yeah, we we can do it without that, but if you really want to have a good result, clean jawline with yeah. an amazing result, why are you fighting the incision? It's like not a big deal it's not a if big you deal. hide it right and you yeah. sew it properly and you like. I mean, my my patients don't ever complain. Like, oh, you can see this nope. like, you nope. know, I I've, I have had one keloid on a patient. I, it was a like seventy two year old you know white lady because everybody thinks of asian patients right. and african american and darker skin patients as getting keloids this is the one keloid i've had on facelift patients and i i don't know why it's usually cuz of tension but i'm known for not having any tension on the incisions when i close them and so you know for the most part of the other you know 750 facelift patients i've done i i just haven't had those kind yeah. of problems the you face- know
0: in general, the face is very forgiving and heals very well. There's a lot of blood supply to yeah. the face. It tends to scar very well. And with well-placed incisions, we've talked about this before, well-placed incisions, no tension on the closure, these incisions usually heal very well. And usually what I hear actually is, oh, yeah, I went and had my hair done and my you know hairstylist was so impressed she couldn't even find my scars. So, like, give it enough time right. and those scars, they, they go away. But if you want a nice looking face and you want all that extra skin of your neck removed, you need those cuts.
1: You do. You need those cuts. The, the skin They're, doesn't come out by it, magic.
0: It isn't. And it's, you know, the, the other population, other than the late to the game facelifters that I see this in are my weight loss patients. Totally. Same, same kind of issue, right? Because they have lots of skin after they lose weight. The skin is not great quality. And so... They have the turkey gobblers and they need big cuts just like they do everywhere else in their body. They need those incisions to remove all that extra skin.
1: Yeah, I have uh, I have a weight loss patient coming up now uh, in the next two weeks with uh, for a facelift, full mm-hmm. full everything. And man. Does she have some skin she has
0: some, they have some skin so what do you tell your patients I mean like the really extreme ones right the ones that literally can sail to Catalina with their skin um <laughs> like like that literally yeah
1: right? like, um, <laughs> here we go
0: everybody on board
1: <laughs> come on
0: hepo um what do you what do you tell them about the need for a revision are, are you gonna be able to get all that skin out in one go or will they need a, a maybe meet a touch-up
1: I I almost plan on it. Uh I rarely need to do it. I, but I do tell them exactly that. I said, "Look, you know, this is a ton of skin. I'm going to And it's not that I'm not going to get it tight. I am going to get it mm-hmm. tight. But the skin's going to relax because the the weight loss patient, especially their yeah. skin has been oh, stretched yeah. so badly that the last the elasticity of the skin that's left over after removing it it's is gone. not good." Yeah. And so I'm going to get it looking amazing on the table and I'm going to have it this tension-free closure and all blah, 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 all those good things. And then it's just going to
0: relax. relax.
1: It's just a that relax. That
0: being said, because I say this to the same, to all my patients with the weight loss, yes, I'm going to pull you super, super tight. These are for my tummy patients. But within a few months, it's going to be loose again. That being said, you're still going to be 90% better than you were before. Of course. And it's not... The kind of looseness that's really noticeable to the average person—you're going to notice it. If you play with it, you can feel that it's a little loose, but ninety percent better. If you want to get to that full hundred percent, we may have to come back and do a little bit of a touch-up down the road.
1: That—that that is the party line. Yeah. Um, and with these patients who have that bad turkey gobbler, part of uh, the trick to you know—I know you don't want to get into the weeds too much on the technical, but I do think uh, addressing the digastric muscles, which are mm-hmm. the muscles that kind of hold your, there's a bone in your neck that people don't really know about called the hyoid bone. And it's kind of what design, defines that cervical mental angle, the, the neck to the chin.
0: Yeah, that that sharp defined neck. Now, some right. people, you look at them in profile and they have like almost a 90 degree angle yeah. between their chin and their neck. And some people have like more of like a-, a
1: 180
0: degree. Yeah, or <laughs> diagonal line. <laughs> And, and a lot of times that's not fat or skin, that's just the structure of how your your neck structures are designed. That's right.
1: Yeah. And you can do something about that by uh, working the digastric muscles. Typically what I do is I wind up dividing the anterior mm-hmm. belly of the digastric muscles, which allows the hyoid to sit back right. and it deepens the neck. Yeah, it's and great. this is for people that have you know that big bullfrog neck or the or the turkey neck, and you want to get a little more distance from the chin to the to the cervical mental angle, to that, that uh, angular part where the, the chin and the submental region, the area under your jaw, goes down to the neck. That works great. Uh, working on the platysma muscles, the flat, you know, your, your the bands, muscles, the yeah. your bands, working on those muscles is also very helpful. I a lot of times wind up just dividing the platysma yeah. muscle and bringing it laterally and cleaning things up that way. And so there's a lot of options. Taking out submandibular glands is not something I do a lot of. There's, it's, it's in vogue right now to do that um, where- you know, Some people well, need it. Some but people do not need everyone. it, but it's, not, it's, not it, it's pretty rare in my book. Yeah. Um, it, there, there are issues with that. I just had a, a patient uh, present to me from another surgeon who was dealing with a terrible sialis And that's, <sighs> uh, that's where you've cut the, the gland and it's just making sal- saliva in your neck. And so I don't love that. Okay. Um, that does happen. Uh, hasn't happened to me, and because I, I, I do this pretty rarely. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of technical approach to uh, the neck that you know you want to be as a surgeon. You want to have all those tools at your at your disposal, and you want to also you know before you go into surgery, make the proper diagnosis of what you really need to do to get a great result for your patient. And these turkey necks are the ones where you really got to pay attention. You
0: really got to pay attention. You got to have a solid plan. Um, it's not just about the skin, like you said. There's all these deeper structures you have to address, um, but also a lot of it is about the skin. <laughs> you got to you got to get rid of it. You yeah. got to pull it. You got to get rid of it. Um, and these are some some very satisfied patients. I mean, to go from having that that gobbler to having a clean, defined neckline, it's huge.
1: Yeah, I mean it's great. Uh, I'm I'm up for it myself. So uh, I'll be I'll be ready when when you are. Uh, maybe not on Thanksgiving, but uh, you know soon enough. It's 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 time. Uh, and I and I do think that you know for the you know the person who's thinking about like, well, can I just get a neck lift? Um, yes, you can. I I yeah. don't do that. I always wind up bringing up the lower uh, face yeah. because if you only do the neck, then you're going to have your whatever jowl is going on is going to be worse because I mean, you want to clean the, the, the jawline. jawline. That's the whole, the whole point. point. A facelift is a, is a neck and lower facelift. That's what a, a neck lift and a lower facelift it. This is, this is what that operation is about. This is a, con, this is a yeah.
0: continuous unit. And when you try and break it up into just the neck and just the face, a lot of times it's not that the the patients don't know. That's the thing. Right. They, they so don't know. You have to educate they them. see the neck as a problem because for them that is the most obvious thing that is of concern to them. They don't understand that it's actually connected to the lower face and to the jowls. and I know what they're saying when they say they want a neck lift. I know the result they're looking for. They want a clean jawline and they want their neck cleaned up. To do that you need to do the lower
1: face. Right. The lower no face and neck that. together. Yeah. yeah if you want
0: like a subpar result then we can just do the neck lift.
1: Yeah, but I will not <laughs> I, I would rather spend some time with the education. And I and I just think, you know, there, there's just, there's so much, um, I don't know, there's so much misinformation on the internet. Yeah. It just makes it, our job it's, a lot harder. It's really
0: hard. I have a really hard time, to be fair, about about doing things that, that aren't aren't going to make it look best.
1: No, I, I don't want do to do that. I
0: don't want to do that because I hate it. 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 It's this very, like, anticlimactic feeling when you're done, when you're like, ugh, wish I could have done this instead.
1: Yeah. You know? why, why not do the yeah. right operation? Yeah. So... But that's our job. Our yeah. job is to to, to. give the patients the educational boost that they need to... Remind them that the internet's the only place where you could spend time trying to learn and actually wind up dumber when you're done. Dumber, like yeah. A few when you're done,
0: brain cells down, yeah. a few I, IQ I, points I, I, down. You
1: you can hear th- like it's just <laughs> incredible. It's Just a sinkhole,
0: like a cesspool of information.
1: I mean, some of the stuff that people, I, I just go, no, N- no, 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 that's not real. Not that's a not thing. how that works. That's not it at all. Just, and, no, and, what? Where'd you hear that? Oh, well, I read on, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm, yeah, I read, I read it true. on Reddit. Yeah. I mean, okay. Reddit, you know, Reddit, you can get a lot of good information. You can get a lot of stuff that it just isn't, isn't true. That's why I think it's really hard to discern it. And the best thing to do is go to a board certified plastic surgeon who can give you the educational piece that can tell you, you know, what's possible, what's not possible, and at least they can spend some time with an evaluation, making a diagnosis, and then recommending treatment, then you'll have some information that's worth something. But, you know, this concept that, you know, threads are the answer. I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going. (laughs) I I feel like I'm going to go, but I'm not going to go. Because I I, I feel a rant coming there, and I'm just going to, I'm going to Thanksgiving, I'm going to be thankful that we have the information and we can disseminate it as proper information on this amazing American holiday of ours.
0: And I think that's it. I think we just wish everyone a very, very happy Thanksgiving. If you have a turkey gobbler, come on in and get evaluated. You don't want to end up on the kitchen table.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad.
0: It's so bad. It's so bad. All right. I'll be in next week. I'm ready. (laughs) And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210.
1: If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it.
0: You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests. Or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at Rovello Plastic Surgery.
1: And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon.